0: Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life, VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. everyone. Welcome back to Life with Liz. So this week, um, gosh, I feel like this week went really fast, but yet it's like I can't remember what I did. You know what I mean? Like, do you ever have those moments where it's just you're like, what did I do this week? What happened yesterday? What day of the week is it even? I don't know. So just kind of trying to think back. I did my weigh in On Tuesday and I was disappointed in myself because I went up like almost a full pound not quite from Thanksgiving because I had a four-day Thanksgiving weekend and I indulged I ate all of my homemade tofu stuffing which is really really delicious but guys it's a ton of bread it's really dense it has um, it's really heavy because I use like a mushroom, a wild mushroom vegan gravy, uh, tofu, you know, it's, it's not exactly light fare. But I like anytime something is just like covered in sage, I gotta eat it. Like I make an, an amazing truffle sage smash potato. I gotta have it. So I never overate, but I did eat that for like days in a row and I had a ton of wine because I was like "Ah, I'm on vacation and um, I went up a little not a full pound but I did go up so I wasn't happy with myself so I weighed myself again on Friday and I had lost that amount plus some and then when I weighed myself today I was down 49 pounds um so I actually lost that pound plus another one and broke my stall so kind of kind of a hard week on that I decided I wouldn't have any more wine or anything until Christmas when I went home from my with my family because there's just something about having a glass of wine with your mom and your sister-in-law and just like sitting on the couch talking and just enjoying one another's company um that I'm not willing to give up, but I won't have a drop of alcohol until then, so about three weeks. And it's important to note that because even though I wasn't gaining weight while I was drinking wine, I wasn't losing any. It was a definite stall even though I was within my calorie range, even though I was um, getting all my metrics, getting my protein, getting my water. Um, exercising, I was stalled. And it's because I had that sugar in my diet and I was well aware of it. I just needed that little push. And so when I gained a little bit of weight after Thanksgiving, it was the push I needed. And I was like, okay, here we go. So I gave it up. And not even like one full weekend, I managed to not only lose the Thanksgiving weight, but break my stall and lose another pound. So I'm hoping by my next weigh-in day, I will have lost another pound and I will officially be 50 pounds down which was my goal for Christmas. So if you remember I had my surgery July 7th so hopefully fingers crossed on December 8th I'll be down a whole 50 pounds. Um, It just sounds crazy to even say that out loud and like crazy that I let myself get so heavy. (laughs) Um, You know I used to like and this is horrible of me, but I used to look at other people and be like, God I like I can never let myself get to that point and I let myself get to that point point. and you always find an excuse you always find a reason you're like oh like it's in my heritage like guys like that's not real um it's what you eat it's how you what your activity is and it's the lifestyle it's like you can't eat a salad every day for a week and expect to lose 50 pounds that week it just doesn't happen would be lovely it just doesn't happen so anyway diatribe I know that's all I do but I had that going for me which put me in a really good mood and a lot of my colleagues were super super stressed out this week which I found weird in a way like we've had you know I work in the travel industry It's the year of COVID. The world shut down, but nothing's like changed in the last nine months. And so all of a sudden this week my entire team was like so stressed out. And I'm over here like, "Hmm, I'm like Lucy May, breaking my cell. I feel good. Anyone need some help? I can help you. And I had to be the most annoying bitch on the team, for sure. Which is not unusual, but it's unusual for me to be annoying while also offering to be helpful. Um. Um, because usually I'm like, nah, eh, you're on your own. I used to be a team player, and then people took advantage of me, so I, like, really stopped and pulled back. And, oh, hold on. My little baby girl, Daisy, wants to come podcast. Hear her bell? So, um, she, we've been out of the house all day. As you know, as I've talked about, we're remodeling my mother-in-law's house while she's gone. <laughs> so, this, it, it started with a simple... Let's fix the cabinets. So when I painted my kitchen cabinets this antique white, she wanted to paint her cabinets white. But she did not get the same type of paint or do the same process. Like I pulled everything down, sanded, yada yada. She just like I think took a paintbrush and just painted what she could visibly see. And it was just like a white off the shelf. Kind of look like a primer if I'm being honest. She'll never hear this so it's fine. Um, so I, you know, pulled all the doors and stuff down, bought new hardware. Well, then we were like, in the bathroom, we were like, we should fix this bathroom. Because it had like a very art deco, like 80s kind of, uh, color scheme and design to it. And this house was built in the 70s. And it's very obvious. Let me tell you, this two by four freaking bathroom has become the bane of my existence. Because it is like nothing's standard size. So the vanity is 35 and three quarters by 22 and a half, which they don't freaking make. You can't just get a drop in vanity top because the cabinet's fine. You know, it's just a basic cabinet. We put a brush coat of paint on it. looks great. This vanity top and sink and the, and the hardware that is leaking, that is so outdated. I mean, uh, the Trump Tower can never, it's that gaudy um but so of course Max was like oh we can just get a vanity top ready made and cut off the sides I'm like you can't you can't do that we don't have anywhere close to the machinery we need to do something like that like let's just buy a laminate use a little jigsaw and you know and he didn't want to do that he doesn't like the laminate he thinks it looks tacky I'm like oh fine so we ended up having to get a butcher block you guys and who do you think's going to sand that down and stain it? Not the Russian. No. This girl right here that grew up in Missouri. And grew up in an old antique house. Which is also on the cover of my book, Pieces of Acornance. And, um, it was basically a giant construction zone. My entire life. Like, Home, home Depot smells like home to me. Like, fresh cut wood. Ugh, stain. Paint. Like, caramba. So, um... Yeah, I'll be the one doing that, this butcher block, it's a shit ton of work, so he better like it, that's all I'm going to say. Anyway, I guess we should talk about VSG, huh? Alright, so today I was kind of thinking, I want to take it back to the beginning, and I want to talk about seven reasons, or seven things, more acutely said, seven things you should know about VSG surgery pre-op and your opinions might differ, let me know. Write in the comments on Instagram or DM me. Find me on Facebook. I'm everywhere, guys, but find me. Let me know because you might think there's other things that are more important to know previous G surgery, but here are some things that I had. Number one, energy. This procedure gives those suffering from obesity the option to live a healthier, better, more manageable life. Imagine being 50, 75, 100, 200 pounds lighter. Like how, just how much better that's going to make you feel. How much less your bones are going to creak. Um, the fact that you will be able to get on a bicycle or climb mountains or keep up with your grandchildren. So I asked my Facebook group like what is it that keeps you motivated and being there for family and for grandchildren was a big discussion and topic. And I found it really inspiring because I am 35. I do not have children yet I would like to adopt. So if anyone out there who's listening who has adopted, hit me up. I'm looking for any and all information. Um, But I was thinking, like, God, like I couldn't have done that 50 pounds ago. So... That's a huge, huge thing that you should be aware of. That will come from the surgery. Um, number two, it is a lifestyle change. The gastric sleeve is a surgery that will change your life, and change it life, change your life. It will. Um, not only will you lose weight, but you'll have overall health improvement. Patients have reported that their type 2 diabetes symptoms have reversed, their blood pressure has decreased, their muscles and joints no longer hurt or ache, and the urge to stress eat disappears eventually. But it is a complete lifestyle change. It's only going to work for you if you work the tool. And speaking of the tool, that is my third thing I think everyone should know. This sleeve is only a tool. It will do the majority of the work for you the first year. But if you don't stay on your diet, and if you don't stay exercising, and if you don't stay on top of your water intake, and make sure that you are eating and living a healthy lifestyle, everything's going to revert back. You're going to stretch out your pouch, number one, and those reset pouch. Diets are not a real thing, guys. That's just teaching your body to starve itself. Um, Nothing's going to shrink your stomach back. So the minute you start breaking it, even if you're still losing weight, because remember that first year the tool is doing the majority of the work, it's not going to stay that way. And you have to give up your bad habits in order to make the tool work for you. So very, very important to know because this tool is – Really truly a second chance at life a do-over a way to reshape yourself into a person who's always wanted to be healthier more energetic wants to live longer for their grandchildren wants to get rid of their diabetes um, Wants to actually just Live a good long life and not die early or wants to be active I mean just things from like being able to walk down the stairs guys you don't even realize how much that changes or how much you were putting up with until suddenly you're like this is first time I can remember my knees not creaking so it is truly truly a tool that is there for you to use and you have to have to use it in order to make the lifestyle work so number four there will be speed bumps this isn't an easy-peasy process by any means. In the first six weeks specifically like I remember I just felt so swollen. Even when all of the of the gas that they pump you with goes down, I just remember like feeling my my actual stomach organ. I could feel how swollen it was. It was just so uncomfortable. Nothing hurt. I, I never had any pain post-surgery, but you are uncomfortable and like I remember even like bending over to get a pan out of the cupboard and I bent over like a little too long and a little too um like the angle I don't know how to explain it like the angle was weird and I just remember being like oh that was not smart because like you'll go through these moments where you like you forget you just had major surgery and you had an organ cut out especially as you get closer to that six week mark um But there will be some speed bumps along the way. You will probably throw out food at some point when you're first learning how to re-eat. Nobody told me that. Um, You will lose your hair. There's not one person who has gone through this process who hasn't lost hair. I started losing it very, very quickly during it. Um, But most people, it's around three to six months is when they start losing their hair. It's temporary. It will grow back. You will look like a ragamuffin with your baby hairs for a while, but... For the exchange of a longer healthier life it's it's worth it. Um, you will have to like kind of slow down and just readjust to the sleep procedure and the gradual loss of weight that you'll experience. So it starts out with a big sweeping amount of weight and then very suddenly it's just gradual pound by pound week by week and that's more realistic to what your life's gonna be at that one year mark so that really is a good learning ground for what you can and can't do as far as exercise, food, your metrics, how far you can push it, calorie level, all of that. So the fifth thing you should know and probably the hardest thing to really adjust to is that every single journey with BSG is unique. No two stories are the same. So... I remember watching all of these YouTube vlogs and thinking, like, nope, this, it can, this can't be right because this is not what happened to What's-Her-Face, you know, and and no, like, she never mentioned this at this stage, and no, this happened to her, like, nine months later, and everybody is different <laughs> inside and out, so why wouldn't every journey be different? So even though the, those tutorials and people's experiences, podcasts, their blogs, their YouTube channels. They're all great resources for when you're not only preparing for surgery, but even post-surgery. I mean, just the amount of recipes and creativity that's out there. It's really nice that there's this community that pulls together and shares. Um, But just know that, like, you're not going to be just like Susie next door. Or, you know, the girl that you walk with in the hallway during recovery when they get you out of bed and you don't want to get out of bed. Um... So just just know that your journey will be unique and that's really important to remember and retain and that's why you should really really track your journey as well. Um, number six, <laughs> this is the easy way out you guys <sighs> said no one ever. You're gonna hear it. Um, there are like people who will have snap. Like snide remarks, like oh, well, of course you just lost fifty pounds. Like you had surgery for you cut out your stomach, so you can't eat. Like there's just assholes out there. I'm not gonna even try to sugarcoat it, but it's so not easy. And those people are are walking the walk and measuring the food and doing the activities. They're not feeling how swollen their stomach is after surgery. They're not having that oh shit, what did I do moment. They have no idea how hard this journey is. They have no idea how uncomfortable it is when you eat, like, half an ounce too much. Um, or, like, how sick you'll feel. Like, so if I sleep in, sometimes on the weekends, if I haven't slept well during the week, I will sleep in until, like, 10, 30 if my husband lets me. Sometimes I'm not even sleeping. I just don't want to get out of bed. Um, which is the beauty. I'm not having kids. And... Like, if I don't get water in by then, then I get dizzy. Nobody else knows that. They don't experience it. They don't understand, like, just how weird your body feels or how mentally um, challenging it is or even just emotionally how much you change. Um, Even my self-esteem, like, all of a sudden I'm like, "Mm, okay, I can take a picture. 50 pounds ago, I would, like hide in photos and I would do anything I could to hide my body in a photo. Um, I, I knew all the tricks right the angles, the head tilts, the lighting. I knew everything because surely that girl in that photo wasn't me. That, that was a bad angle. So um, it's it's definitely not the easy way out and some people will think it is. Um, who cares what they think as long as you're happy and you're healthy who really gives a damn what other people think. And it's a major decision and you should feel proud that you made that decision and that you took that brave step to have surgery. And it's so worth it. The food restriction part, honest to God, is not even going to matter once you start seeing the results and the way you feel and the energy you have. Not being able to have like McDonald's, you guys, or like your Kit Kat bar or um. Like, for me, like, giving up french fries seemed like a terrible, terrible thing in June. And now I'm like, God, I don't even want a french fry. It just sounds terrible. Like, there's no health value in it whatsoever. I'd rather just have a a homemade baked potato with a broccoli spinach pesto on it. That I make, and is delicious, by the way. So, it's not the easy way out, but the journey will lead you to a person that you never knew you had within. you. And number seven, speaking about your journey. This isn't a race. It's not. The thing you need to know more than anything is that it requires patience. It requires a network. You need to document it, even if you don't publicly document it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um sorry. I I I kept getting the hiccup, so I had to pause for a second. So this journey is It's not a race. It requires patience. Like I was saying, you need to document it whether you publicly share it or not. And you need to know that if stalls are normal. A stall for anyone who's just now getting ready to go through this is when you hit a plateau, basically. So it's been a week, it's been a couple of weeks, could be a month, you haven't lost anything. That's when you, one, look back at your journaling. Look back at your diet, your food app, whatever it may be. Two, talk to your nutritionist. Three, there, you need to like really, really up your macros. Like upping your water is the easiest thing to do. And it almost always works to break a stall. But you could also up your protein or your calories. So for a while, you're getting like six, 700 calories a day. But then your body gets used to it, it's gone into starvation mode, it's trying to like hold everything in, Um, and that's when you actually have to up your calories. It goes against everything we've been taught, especially as women, about losing weight. And in reality, you're not eating enough for your body to burn or create energy. So it's kind of a weird journey. And what I've learned on Instagram is that every single doctor is different. Every single program is different. So you need to rely on that program, but also rely on your community of support that you've built. It's amazing, everyone that's out there ready and willing to help you, myself included. So those are my seven, seven steps. And I think number seven, you know, that patience is, is key it's key to life. It's a really good learning lesson for other things because suddenly nothing else seems like a big deal. and I kind of wish I had done this sooner in life. I know I'm young. I know 35 is kind of early for this. A lot of people are a little older than me. Um, at least in my particular group um, I could be making that up and I could be really old for this procedure. I don't know. but. That's what I have for you this week. And that's what's been on my mind. Next week I want to talk about the things you should know about post-surgery. And if you have any tips for that or if you want to submit anything, feel free. Again, just you can message me at LizRawOfficial on Instagram or Facebook. Or if you go to LizRawOfficial.com, you can message me on my website. I added some new shirts this week. So we've been binge-watching Downton Abbey. My my Russian, my husband, had never seen it. And I flew so much last year that I actually watched the entire series on the United app that they have. <laughs> that That tells you how much I traveled. So we watched it from start to finish and then watched the movie. And let me tell you, Maggie Smith gets the best lines. I have loved Maggie Smith for a very, very long time. And if you don't know who that is... Um, she plays Professor McGonagall in Harry Potter. But she has been an actress for well longer than I've been alive. And she was such a stunner. And now she is so sassy. She is so funny. And I feel like, um, her part in Downton Abbey was just made for her. But she gets some of the best lines. And so one of them was like, I never argue. I only explain. So I put that on a t-shirt because I thought, how true. How true. But if you're interested in any any of the t-shirts on my website, you can find those links in Instagram or you could go to lizraofficial.com slash shop. I have a holiday promo code for you. Get ready. Write it down. Holiday 20. 20% off your entire card. They make really great Christmas gifts or if you're still looking for a Grunch shirt, if that is your chosen path in life, I have a couple of those up there as well. So check it out, and before you disconnect from this, please hit the subscribe button or give me a big old five-star rating. I'd really appreciate it. Tis the season. And I'll talk to you soon, shall we? Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.